Welcome back. Second half of the People Show coming to you live from the Kintech studio. Before we get to our friend Danny Kelly, uh, we got to do some giveaways here. For All Elite Wrestling at Rogers Arena on May 11th, tickets go on sale at 10 a.m. at Ticketmaster. 604-280-0650. Let's go uh, caller number six today. Uh, Dom's shouting something behind the glass. We did six yesterday. Do a different number. 94. Okay. (laughs) No, we'll do caller number seven. 94 callers. All right, here we go. I should be done by the end of the Danny Kelly interview. Uh, All right, caller number seven. Uh, You're you're winning uh, all elite wrestling. AEW tickets at Rogers Arena on May 11th. Again, tickets go on sale uh, 10 a.m. at Ticketmaster. All right, let's get to the fantasy football update. It's brought to you by Clayton Public House. Pre-game to post-game, the Clayton Public House, your home of football. Catch all the action on 15 screens and two giant projectors at ClaytonPub.com. Joining us uh, from the Ringer Fantasy Football Podcast with Danny Heifetz and Craig Horlbeck, it is Danny Kelly. You can email them over at uh, RingerFantasyFootball at gmail.com. DK, what's going on? It's going pretty well. How are you doing? I'm good. Actually, uh, I, I got messaged a lot uh, on your last pod uh, about uh, the the Excel, like how many cells there are in Excel. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, I've been known as a, be a spreadsheet guy. I didn't know the oh. answer, but I was pretty close on one of them because it's like 16,000 cells down. I was like, I think it's like 10,000 cells down. So I was, I was close on that one. But So I think I, it was, what was the answer, like 17 billion or yeah, something I, like I that? Went, yeah. yeah, it was 17 billion. <laughs> and I was like, oh, there's no way I was going to get that, but... I was I was close on how many cells are going down. Imagine so. having a spreadsheet with seventeen billion. Yeah, uh, I, I, entries. It, it, especially because <laughs> it's, it's it's a million wide. <laughs> See, that's so just like, wild. You have to keep hitting the right arrow. It's it's not even like page down. It's 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 too much. It's too yeah. much. I, I think the most I do is like I don't know seven hundred, eight hundred. <laughs> yeah, I hope I never do anything like that. Yeah, it, it's 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 aggressive. Uh, all right, as we get ready for uh, week fifteen. Uh, it's now they get to the playoffs here, right? Is is there any you know general strategies you try to utilize? Um, not. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't say not particularly. I mean, mainly it's my whole sort of philosophy, and this is a something that some people don't believe this, but it's like dance with who who brung you kind of deal. Where okay, um, you know, like there's gonna be a lot of questions about guys like Keenan Allen and Jamar Chase, who's you know, both these guys are playing with backup quarterbacks. And um, my philosophy is always just kind of like, I'm going to feel dumber if I don't play those guys and they go off instead of playing them and then having them like maybe underwhelm a little bit. So um, I think generally just like my, my philosophy is like play your stars, play your, play your best guys. I would just wonder too, is of, you know, when you get to this stage now, suddenly like the, the safe guys are less important for me. It's like, you know, yeah. I love Terry McLaurin, but if he's only going to get me like max nine points, eleven points every week, versus someone who, you know, Drake London might get two, but he also might get twenty-seven. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it depends on where you are in you know the seeding or whatever. If you're like a six seed, you're going to be going up against good teams for sure. Right. Or and so yeah, I think shooting for upside is definitely like the strategy in that sense. Like get the guys that, you know, play the guys that you think could like win you the week kind of deal. So I, I'm down with that one too. I like that a lot. Uh, all right. Uh, let's get through. Cause we, we have a host of injuries to get through. Justin Jefferson, you know, Tyreek Hill picked up yeah, an injury. Yeah. Um, you know, does someone like Tyreek like impact the rest of the offense too? 
Yeah, I mean, I think honestly, we saw that um, in this game this uh, on Monday, where when he went out, like the the Dolphins' offense really stagnated. I think he made he made a pretty good case for uh, his his bid for MVP in the NFL right now, just because um, you know, like it's nothing new necessarily, but he, the way that he just causes defenses to react, the gravity that he has as a player. Uh, you know, draws defenders towards him. It opens up things for everyone else. It opens up things for the run game. It just makes everything easier for all the other players. He's what I call a force multiplier. So, um, yeah, I mean, obviously it's going to be tough if he doesn't go. It, I guess he, I, I would guess he's going to be fine. It, he right now, uh, according to uh, McDaniel, there he's uh, he's day to day. So, um, I'm guessing he'll fight through it and play. Uh, it, it, has it been uh, an unnoticeable uh, season for Jalen Waddle? <laughs> yeah. yeah there's a we have an inside joke on on my podcast that uh like i'm the jalen waddle defender and and craig right. and danny are the they just hate jalen waddle they think he's been super underwhelming i, I think there's probably a, a strong case that he has not played up to uh where you drafted him and, and what you expected of him this year my my contention is more just like he hasn't really lost you in any weeks yeah he's, he's like- yeah he's he's like a eight to ten point guy obviously that's kind of disappointing where you drafted him but mm-hmm. um my point is more just like he's not giving you zeros, you know what I mean? And he has the upside to have a big day here and there. So um, obviously he's been a bit disappointing, but I, I, I don't like hate him or anything like that. Yeah, it, I'm, I'm just looking at this. It's, it's 800 plus yards and you know, it's only three touchdowns and 63 catches. <laughs> but it's like that's a totally fine season just relative to what gets draft cost here. I think it's people like look at – well, in particular, it's like people look at what Hill has done. And yeah. he's, he's, on, he's on pace to like – you know, set the receiving record. He's in this offense that's incredible. Um, and then you have Waddle, who I'm just looking at it right now. He is the overall wide receiver 28. That's not what you wanted when you draft him in third round. But again, at the same time, like I said, he's averaging like over 10 points. He's averaging 11 points per game in half PPR. Um, to me, that's not a guy that's killing your your season necessarily. So uh, it just depends on how you look at it. Uh, and Weird that we get so many Saturday matchups too in a in a, in a fantasy oh, uh, finals. Yeah. <laughs> so we have to deal with <laughs> one Thursday game, three Saturday games as well. Uh, so okay, uh, so let's work our way through some more of these injuries too. Uh, Justin Jefferson. Um, now we, the, yep. the good thing about this one is we've seen it before, so we can see how like the distribution in the offense can go too. Yeah, that that one is like relatively easy to deal with. It sucks they're playing on Saturday, so that he doesn't get like an extra day to mm-hmm. potentially come back. Um, I understand he was limited last uh, yesterday on Tuesday, so there's a chance that he's back out there. Um, obviously, anytime you have a guy who goes to the hospital to make sure that his internal organs are all, all okay, that's like a little bit disconcerting, um, you know, for for his availability next week. But I think you know he's a tough guy. He probably really wants to get back out there because he's missed so much time this year. Um, you know, he's got like records to think about and all that stuff. Not that that necessarily matters more than winning, but. Um, I think there could be some motivating factors there. Um, so I, I would like slightly, slightly lean that he's going to play since he was limited yesterday. Um, that kind of indicates that I think he's trying to go. But um, if he doesn't go, obviously, that's a huge boost for Jordan Addison. It's a huge boost for uh, Hawkinson. I, again, this is like a, another situation. It's just so hard from a fantasy point of view because they've got Nick Mullins starting. Mm-hmm. And we don't really know anything about him. Um or, you know, not in this in this context in terms of, like, what this offense is going to do. So that obviously, I think, like, lowers their ceiling a little bit. I probably would have preferred um, 
to have Dobbs in there just because we've seen that he, you know, like in particular with Dobbs, he loves to distribute the football to the tight end. So like you can count more on TJ Hawkinson. I think if Dobbs was in there now with Mullins, we don't really know how the distribution is going to go. So that's, that's like the complicating factor. But at the end of the day, I mean, again, going back to what I said earlier, I'm going to play Hawkinson. I'm not sitting Hawkinson because there's a backup quarterback. Um, And I'm probably definitely, or I'm definitely going to play Addison if Jefferson's not in there. Um, but if Jefferson does play, I think that makes that makes Jordan Addison sort of a fringe guy. Like that's that to me is like a sit start type question. Uh, I skipped the Thursday game. Uh, Josh Jacobs uh, also picked up an injury. Uh, now again, you'll you'll find out early in, in Thursday, and it's a standalone yeah. game. Uh, but if he's out, I, I think he practiced a bit yesterday. But if he's out, uh, is it Zamir White that you're trusting? Is it Amir Abdullah that you're trusting? Uh, I'm not trusting anybody to be honest. I think okay. if you have to, if if you don't have any other good options at running back, um, I probably would play Zamir White just because he is the most likely guy to be sort of the next man up. He's going to get most of the volume. Um, Amir Abdullah, I think, is more of a third down type guy. He's not; he doesn't have a lot of size. I don't know for sure if they would really play him a ton uh, on early downs, and so um, I would probably play Zamir White in that case. But at, at the same time, this is a bad offense that scored zero points literally last week. Um, there's questions of who they're going to even start at quarterback. We don't know for sure yet if it's going to be Brian Hoyer or uh, Aiden O'Connell or whoever. Um, so I think this is an this is a stay away game for me in terms of that offense. If if Jacobs can't go, I'll probably just look elsewhere at the running probably back spot. the other side too, right? They have twenty three combined points in the last three weeks for the Chargers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I don't like obviously Easton Stick, another guy that we don't really know a ton about. It's it's terrible that Justin Herbert is out for the year. Like, man, this season is just seems like it's like spiraled at the quarterback spot for whatever reason. Every quarterback is getting hurt. Um, so, yeah, Easton Stick going in there. Obviously, I mean, I think you're going to have to play Austin Eckler just because he's going to get the volume and, and all, and all that. But um, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, those guys are – I'm starting them personally, but it, I'd understand if you kind of want to shy away from those guys. But I, I, I'm starting my stars, like I said, um, and hoping for the best just because they're such good players. And I probably don't have a better option, honestly. Uh, we've talked about the QB injuries before, and then like Kenny Pickett and Najee Harris is you know dinged up as well. So yeah, yeah, I, I imagine you know like it feels like we're getting a lot of stay away games just by default. Right. Uh, you have to play somebody, I yeah. guess. Um, yeah, Najee actually popped up on the injury report with a knee injury today. I think or yesterday he missed practice, so he's a guy to watch out. Obviously, if um, if he doesn't play Jalen Warren, I think it's a huge bump. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm not feeling super confident about starting Pickens. I'm not feeling very confident about starting Deontay Johnson. Uh, this passing game has just been really tough. And then if Mitchell Trubisky's back there, I don't have a ton of confidence, you know, with those guys. So um, to me, all those guys, Deontay Pickens, even Jalen Warren, if if Najee plays, are kind of borderline guys. Like those are the types of players you have sit start questions about. They're not automatic starts for me. So it just depends on your team. But like to me. I'd be a little leery about starting any of those guys, to be honest, uh, this week with just this offense and going up against a Colts defense that's, um, you know, it's created a lot of turnovers. It's been pretty good over the last few weeks. Uh, Houston keeps picking up injuries here. Tank Dell went out, which was really crummy, and now yep. Nico Collins as well goes out on top of C.J. Stroud. Uh, is there another body in there that if, <laughs> if Stroud is okay? Now, like he's in concussion yeah. protocol. It's, try, it's tough to make the week-to-week transition. Mm-hmm. Um, is there another body that the, the Texans can unearth here? I don't know, man. Honestly, so like – Obviously, it's going to help if C.J. Stroud plays. And if C.J. Stroud plays, I think the guy that you probably want to look at is Noah Brown here on the waiver wire. He might be out there still for for your league. Um, 
this is the conundrum that we face at fantasy though he has seven targets and no catches the last two weeks so me telling you that maybe play this guy is obviously a little mm-hmm. bit scary um but if you go back a couple weeks he had a couple big games where you know i think he had like 300 and he had over 150 yards in two straight games which he had never done in his career so obviously he can do it in the right situation and and with tank dell and nico collins out i think he would be sort of the go-to guy in that passing game um so obviously a very scary proposition if you're going into the playoffs and trying to start a guy that has zero catches in two weeks. But, um, you know, if Stroud plays, I'd still feel most confident about him um, in this next matchup. But if Stroud doesn't play, I'd probably avoid the entire offense. Uh, as we're working our way through this, I just feel like the dog in that gif, the, the uh, like, the, this is fine. As we talk about all these, it's like, <laughs> Dude, well, this quarterback is out. And, and the other option might be like, hey, start a Jets wide receiver with Zach Wilson. Maybe he'll put up 300 yards again and touchdowns. So, again, as I talk about the, the, the Jets pass catching options, like Tyler Conklin, you know, Randall mm-hmm. Cobb, you know, because he had such a big week, and it, it, it legitimately looked different, right? You should give Zach Wilson his credit. Is there another option, a non-Garrett Wilson option you're trusting into this week? Uh, that is a great question. Um, not really. Honestly, it's like I this this is another team who I just don't trust week in and week out. I mean, they've they've been playing and rotating their other receivers too, so I don't really know exactly who is going to be there. Like they've got Xavier Gibson, who's played a little bit. They got Alan Lazard, who's played a little bit. Randall Cobb. They're sort of doing a rotation. Um, if I'm playing a Jet, it's going to be either Garrett Wilson or Brees Hall. And then I probably am avoiding, honestly, even their tight ends just because they do, again, they have a rotation at that position. Um, am I forgetting anybody? I, I feel like. No, I think you got. Uh, uh, I, I Randall like Cobb the, was the other one. Yeah, but. no, I don't. I uh, probably <laughs> would not rely on that. Um, you know, if you want to have, if you want to keep your sanity. I, to me, it's just not, the, the Jets, like, they did look better this last week. Um, but generally speaking, this is not a team I trust. You know, they're going up against a Dolphins team with their backs up against the wall right now. Or not backs up against the wall, but they obviously want to bounce back yeah. from that really tough loss last week. So um, I probably would avoid anyone not named Garrett Wilson or Brees Hall. Uh, two running backs in the same game, uh, Isaiah Pacheco and Ramondre Stevenson. Now, we kind of got an idea of Pacheco yep. uh, after last week. And is it just you know, Zeke and that's it? Yeah, Zeke uh, for the Patriots, and and I kind of like Zeke. Obviously, um, you know he he's coming off a huge week. He's good in the passing game and on the ground, or not good, but you know he's better than he's functional. Most, he's functional on the ground, yeah. But I but I think yeah, the key is like Bailey Zappi is a check down quarterback. He's going to give him his targets. He's going to dump the ball off. Um, that's probably this is a team that's probably going to be playing in a trailing script so that means more passing and more dump offs and i think yeah so Ramondre, or sorry not Ramondre, unfortunately not Ramondre. uh zeke is the guy that's probably going to get the vast majority of that production and then for the chiefs um i'm this is another sorry to keep doing this. this is another team i probably just would avoid if pacheco can't go if pacheco can go i'm playing him but uh i believe he did not practice on tuesday um so he's still nursing a shoulder injury i believe and so that leaves mckinnon uh, and CEH uh, rotating in at that spot for, for the running back for them. But if you look at what the Patriots have done at, against opposing running backs over the last like month or two, it's pretty astounding. This is a really, really good Patriots run defense who's been absolutely just shutting down opposing de- uh, teams' run games. And so, again, sorry, I know that you have to play somebody, but I probably would not be leaning uh, playing any of these Chiefs running backs if it's not Pacheco. All right, so we're down to the Ravens-Jaguars game and Cowboys-Bills and 49ers and Cardinals maybe. Sorry. Some good games. A a, a lot of avoid games to some degree here. (laughs) Uh, Last one, uh, Brian Robinson. Now, uh, they're playing the Rams. Uh, Is he going to make it? 
I think he was limited on Tuesday. Um, I feel like there's some optimism that he's going to be back. So obviously this is one that's going to go down to Friday um, and Saturday probably before we really know. But yeah, if, if Robinson can go, I, I feel pretty good about playing him. Um, I think just the way that they trust him, the volume, he's been getting more work in the passing game over the last like month or so, which is great. Um, you know, obviously in the, in the beginning of the season, he was really game script dependent because he was not getting as much passing game work. And when they were losing, they were mainly relying on Antonio Gibson, but now it's a little bit more, um, distributed among both of those guys. And so, you know, I think he's the type of guy that I'd be willing to play. I'd be happy to play him because I think he's just, you know, he's another guy that I think is underratedly good. He's just, when I, when, every time I look up I'm, and I watch him, he's just running through guy or catching a pass and, and creating an explosive play. So he's, he's one of my personal favorites. Uh, all right, this is a bit random because uh, traditionally we've ended these off with like, hey, who needs to get the ball more? But <laughs> now like the, the regular season's over, so, yeah. so I think we can cast that aside. Do you just have like a, a sneaky like, hey, this is my flyer of the week playoff start that you just you've looked at this guy all week and you're like, I got to get this guy into as many lineups oh, as possible. Man. I know. Uh, that's a great question. Let's see. And 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 don't say like Derrick Henry or something like that. <laughs> Okay, I won't say that. Uh, have we seen what Taysom Hill's injury uh, status is these days? Because he's the first guy that came to mind for me. Um, if he plays, again, I think it's going to be a situation where they have a bunch of guys that are hurt at the receiver position. They're really banged up. Um, their running backs are a little bit banged up at the, at the moment. So I think he'd be the type of guy that's going to get like a a big amount of volume if he can go in there and play. I know he he was he sat out last week with a couple injuries, but... Mm-hmm. Um, He's a he to me. He's like a sneaky playoff guy who is going to get a ton of volume in the red zone. He's going to get a lot of rushes because uh, rushes and and looks in the passing game because they just don't have anybody else right now. Um, Michael Thomas is hurt. Uh, Rashid Shahid, I think his injury has been a little bit more serious than people thought, so he might still miss time. And then obviously um, Olave. That just leaves basically like Olave and a bunch of other random dudes. So um, Taysom Hill is the guy that came to mind, assuming he plays. All right, and and he's named after a rotary park, so that's even <laughs> even better. It's like the the most nondescript rotary park you've ever seen in your life, and he's named after it. <laughs> I, Don't ask me why. Maybe he was conceived there. Who knows? It's it's my. <laughs> Let's not even go down that way. <laughs> uh, I mean, I can't I can't think of any other reason, Mick, that, that they would name him that. So yeah, fair enough. Uh, all right, DK man, we appreciate it as always, man. We'll talk soon. <laughs> All right, sounds good. It's Danny Kelly from the Ringer Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, Fantasy Football Update brought to you by Clayton Public House. Pre-game to post-game. Clayton Public House, your home of football. Catch all the action on 15 screens. Two giant projectors, theclaytonpub.com. Dom, what did you whisper in my headset there? Dude chilling shermatty. <laughs> it's, uh, it's so wrong. It's so wrong. Uh, all right. I mean, he's not wrong. Like, I'm sure there have been a few people in the history of mankind. I'm sure it's happened, a, but he's, he's literally actually named after, like, Taysom Hill is named after a rotary park. Yes. Um, we believe you. Which is bizarre. You think our, um, I think our winner was named after a rotary park? Uh, no. Uh, big shout out to Jeevan, uh, who, uh, win in the AEW at Rogers Arena. On May 11th tickets. Uh, again, tickets go on sale Friday at 10 a.m. We'll have more for you tomorrow as well to pick up some prizes. Uh, all right. I just want to read a couple of texts here really fast. Torgy, we're talking about Brock Besser earlier. We'll get these Brock thoughts in. Uh, I think Brock can hit 30 
goals, but I'm thinking 35 for the next few years. His entire game has been so impressive this year, as well as JT. Do not see much regression. And Dan from Langley, as we're talking about Brock, in order to win long-term and go further in the playoffs, Canucks need team-friendly contracts, regardless of who the players are. Well, that's something uh, Sat and Dan can ask Jim Rutherford as he will join them in about 10 minutes here on Canucks Central. It's all coming up here on the home of the Canucks, Sportsnet 650.